put in the chat the blessing. So Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 to 26. This is how the Lord taught Anna to bless the people. It says, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor, favor and give you peace. This verse in Numbers chapter 6 is a beautiful blessing that God instructed Moses to give Aaron and his son to a priest of Israel. It is a prayer for God's blessing and protection as well as his favor and peace to rest on his people. See, fam, in the Bible, blessings are often associated with God's favor and provision. And they're seen often as a tangible expression of his grace and love. And they come in many forms, including material prosperity, health, well-being, spiritual growth, insight, and favor with others. So like my opening statement is God's blessing is a powerful and life-changing force that brings protection, favor, and peace. And let's trust in his goodness and invite his blessing into our lives today. See, remember with the prodigal son, the older son, he was jealous when they had the party. And the father said, all this was around you, but you never tapped in. So let's look at some blessing uh, definition. James 1.17 is a good scripture. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like the shifting shadows. So blessing are undeserved gifts from God that dem demonstrate his grace, love, and provision for our lives. So let me preface it with saying this. God wants you to enjoy his blessings, but not be controlled by them. Ooh, I'm going to say that again. God wants you to enjoy his blessings, but not be controlled by them. See, remember, fam, we're, 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 we're big boys and girls, right? We, we wear our big boys and girls' pants with the, with the belt of the truth on, right? Things don't have to be perfect in order for you to be happy. Things do not have to be perfect in order for you to be happy. The other day, Sister Anna was made herself a beautiful, like, you know, she does everything really good, right? Like butter roll, toasted butter roll, coffee. So I'm looking at it, she shares it with me. I am so happy. I, I'm dipping that butter roll into my coffee and she's making fun of me because I'm doing like the happy dance. I got the joy of the Lord. And it's the little things that make me happy now, right? So remember, we're going to talk about blessings, but we, we're big boys. We know that we, we, we worship the creator, not creation. Things don't have to be perfect to be happy. We are more pilgrims than tourists. And happiness does not mean an absence of problems. Okay, with that being said, I could preach on blessings, feeling better. All right. So first thing, first takeaway is when we talk about the blessings, I want to challenge you to have a blessing mindset, a blessing mindset to receive and to give, right? To be a distribution center, to, to be a river. That's why it's called currency. It flows. Albert Einstein said, the most important decision we can make is whether we, be, we believe we live in a friendly or a hostile universe. When you think God is looking at you, do you think he's smiling or frowning? And what rubric do you use to form your answer to this question? Is it your personal performance? Is it anything within you? See, if that's the case, your response can be shaky. But if your answer is fixed upon Jesus Christ, then it could be sure and certain. We know God loves us. 
And so I want you to have an abundance blessing mindset where we, we, we ask, at, we, we're constantly asking, seeking, and knocking God's for God's blessing so we can be a blessing. See, it's easy to go through life thinking there's not enough to go around, but we need to have abundance mentality. There's trillions of dollars in circulation, fams. And we live in, in uh, an environment where opportunity and resources and information, we have more than even kings had thousands of years ago, right? Certain kings from certain districts never ate grapes. I remember I was reading once, what was the fruit? There was a fruit. Oh, pineapples. One time this explorer from, I guess, you know, England or whatever, came back with a pineapple. All the rich people wanted pineapple. They were walking around with pineapples, right? It was like, like, like I'm classy, I eat pineapples, right? And we have pineapples in the corner store, right? We can get plantains, pineapples, grapes, almost all times a year. We're blessed, right? Even like when I see the internet, I remember me and Petey, we would, we would have sports arguments with other people and there was no frame of reference. Like It's like, oh, I, I'm more right because I'm more loud. But now we have the internet and we have AI, we have all this information. We're blessed with abundance. And I just want you to have a blessing mindset to be a blessing. Uh, another big idea is remember the boy that came home uh, with more than he left with? The boy that shared his lunch? Let's look at John chapter 6, verse 8 through 10 and 12 through 13. It says, then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Oh, stop. Pause for the cause. Andrew was a connector. He brought Peter to Jesus. He brought this boy for lunch. He was a connector. I believe many of you have the gift of connection. Many of you are gifted networkers. You know how to, ne you were born networking. You were networking in play dates when you were a toddler, right? And so um, if that's you, I want you to learn to leverage that gift for the kingdom of God. All right. So Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with a huge crowd? Jesus says, tell everyone to sit down. And Jesus says, so they, they all sat down on grassy slopes. The men uh, alone numbered about 5,000. And, you know, remember when we were feeding people yesterday? Sometimes when you feed people, they could be a little rude. So this, you know, putting them in groups of 100, it was hard. Verse 12. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, now gather the leftover so nothing is wasted. Ooh, even in the miraculous mindset, you need stewardship. Even when you have an abundance attitude, you need stewardship. Even when you have a millionaire mindset, you need management. What gets measured gets managed. What gets managed with God's blessing gets multiplied. So he said, gather the leftovers so nothing's wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps by, left by the people who had eaten for the five barley loaves. I pray they gave it to the boy. And the boy came home and told his parents, I got a story to tell. So the main takeaway is sharing what you have with others is a way to unlock God's blessing in your life. Bishop T.D. Jake says, when you release what's in your hand, God releases what's in his hand. So when you want a blessing mindset, we need a mindset, but we also need a, ge a generosity uh, attitude, right? Looking to share even the small, because small things could have a big impact in God's hands. All right, so another mindset, I'm, I'm talking about blessing this morning. I want you blessed, right? I want you blessed. I don't want you spoiled. I don't want you to be a brat. Stay humble, 
but I want you blessed. Let's look at Job's blessing. Job chapter 42, verse 10 through 13. When Job prayed for his friends. I'm going to read that again. When Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. Then all his brothers and sisters and former friends came and feasted with him in his home. And they consoled him and comforted him because of the trials the Lord had brought against him. And each of them brought him a gift of money and a gold ring. Listen, people want to roll with the winners. When he was suffering, he couldn't find these people. But the moment God's, the moment he was obedient, the moment he prayed for his friends, the moment God's blessing rested on his life, all these people came back. And, and this, is, this is Joe being spiritually mature. Because maybe for Pastor Ed, it would be like, and then Ed cursed them out, right? No, he, he said he, he received their counsel. He received their comfort. And then he wound up receiving their gifts. See, some of us, all right, let me continue. Verse 12. So the Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life, even more than the beginning. Oh, that's a word for somebody. For he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 oxen, 1,000 female donkeys. And he also gave Job seven more sons and three more daughters. What a blessing. What a scripture. What a scripture. So the lesson. Praying for others in difficult times could unlock God's blessing for us. When we're going through the fire, we still have to stay on fire. We have to pray. It's been said that Job's friends talked about God, but God, but Job talked to God. See, brothers and sisters, this is not easy for me to say. Problems and poverty can create a vicious cycle that's hard to break out of. When a person is constantly struggling to meet ends, meet ends, meet ends meet, to make ends meet and deal with challenges, it could lead to a fear of dis, feeling of despair and hopelessness. And learn hopelessness is a curse. This has caused them to become self-obsessed as they focus solely on their problems and their struggles. See, sometimes we think we're the victim, but we stay in this mindset and we don't get partnership and we don't get the people to come back with gifts and counseling because we are inadvertently self-obsessed and we become borderline narcissistic. See, when we focus on helping others, God can turn our trials into triumphs and our mess into messages. Rick Warren says, the key to overcoming self-pity is to remember that you are not the only ones with problems. Pray for others and you'll be too busy to pity yourself. So remember, if you want to be blessed, pray for your friends. If you're going through the fire, if you got two pieces of chicken and you're by yourself, maybe give one piece away. And I pray that God's blessing will be on you. And when God's blessings on you, I pray that we will stay humble. I pray that God will give us not only physical blessings, but intangible blessings of interpersonal and interpersonal intelligence to deal with restored relationships. Amen. The next big idea. This is the last one. 
Trusting God with your operating system. Proverbs chapter three, verse five through six says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him, stay testifying and he will make your path straight. So you see here, trust, you see timing, you see testimony. When God, when you trust God with your days and your dreams, he could turn them into a testimony of his faithfulness. Remember, Ephesians 3.20 says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more, infinitely more than we can ask or think. When we surrender our days and dreams to God, he can make them bigger and better than we could ever imagine. Let's trust God's timing. Let's trust his plan, right? Say, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Always acknowledge him. When you're not leaning on your understanding, you're, you're, you're leaving the timing up to God. When you're always acknowledging him, that's your testimony, right? So it's trust, timing, and testimony. If you and I want to live a life of blessing, remember those three T's. And then lastly, sowing and reaping. Galatians chapter six, verse seven says, Do not, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. You will always harvest what you plant. Second Corinthians 9, 6 through 8. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all your needs. Then you will always have everything you need. Check this out. And plenty left over to share with others. Blessed to be a blessing. Many folks in the prosperity gospel said you should give in order to get and it stops there. But the Bible says that you should give in order to get so you could give even more away. Intangible blessings. I'm going to just share a few scriptures. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit preach this part to you. Blessings are not always just jobs, cars, toys, computers, and laptops. Joshua 14, 10 through 11 says, when, when Caleb, right? Caleb waited 40 years, 45 years. Now, as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive and well. And he promised for all these, all these 45 uh, years since Moses made his promise. Even while Israel wandered in the desert, today I am 85 years old. I am as strong now as I was when Moses sent me on that journey. And I can still travel and fight as well as I could then. Blessing is also on your health. Daniel, Deuteronomy 29.5, for 40 years I let you out of the wilderness, yet your clothes and your sandals did not wear out. Ooh, a blessing on what you already have. See, many of you are looking for new things, and God is blessing what you already have, and you don't see it. Ephesians 1.3, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm because we are united with Christ. Matthew 19, 29. And everyone who has given up houses 
or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. So that's tangible blessings. So remember, sow seeds of love, share blessings with care, trust in God's plan, plan and be a blessing everywhere. May his favor and peace guide you each day. Transform the world with love and light, come what may. So in conclusion, we looked at the definition. Blessings are undeserved gifts from God that demonstrate his grace, love, and provision for our lives. We look at deciding to have a blessing mindset. We looked on having a sharing mindset. Blessings from prayer relationship from Job. Trusting God with your daily operating system. Sowing and reaping, right? We could go in many testimonies of people who, who were just givers and God just blessed them. And seek and cherish the intangible blessings. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. And I pray that we will live a life of faith and obedience, trusting in your goodness and your provision. I pray that you would teach us, Holy Spirit, to sow generously, to share compassionately, and to trust you with all our days and dreams. May your blessings flow abundantly into our lives and to us and through us for others. May we be blessed to be a blessing and be a blessing wherever we go, shining the light of your love and transforming the world around us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless. Thank you for, I pray that you were inspired for the, with the service.